Um, so it's December, you guys. Who loves December? One of one of you, two people, three people. Oh, oh, now they're like, yeah, I do, I do. <laughs> I think it's stressful, but great for you guys. I'm glad you like it. Um, one thing I really like about December, though, is all those great lists that come out, like for the whole year. They come out with... Um, like the New York Times comes out with their bestseller list for the year, right? And I usually go out and buy a bunch of those books because I want to be in the know of the good books, and I'm a reader, so I'll buy a whole bunch of them and put them on my other books that I haven't read yet. <laughs> and they usually sit there for quite a while before I get to them. It's a little embarrassing, but I like to do it anyway. And then um, there's like the National Geographic list of top photos. Has anybody seen those? They're incredible. Look that up when that comes out because some of them are just like everyday people and really unique situations or just life you know this person's grocery shopping and it's interesting and other things are these like phenomenal like nature scenes and I don't know you're just like how could that be not completely photoshopped you know it's it's really it's really incredible if you like that kind of thing and then how many of you guys got your Spotify wrap-up this week yeah that was exciting right I love this list the most I think out of all the other um, music lists that come out because like the other music lists have the five songs that they force you to listen to on the radio on repeat right <laughs> and like you already know what those are going to be who cares it's not a surprise and I'm, I'm tired of those songs but my Spotify list gave me the five top songs that I chose to listen to on repeat and I'm sick of so it was exciting <laughs> I really like that um, I saw this um, little meme yesterday that I just thought was great. And it said, you know, what if our debit cards came out with a Spotify type wrap up list, right? And it was like, hey, um, you bought 243 Crunchwrap Supremes at Taco Bell this year, or um, you frequent Taco Bell at 2 a.m. Um, you spent $753 on coffee this year. No thanks. <laughs> like, I probably spent more than that on coffee, right? Anybody else? I I don't know. I'm just taking a guess. But um, then there's this Forbes list that they put out. And this is the people, these are the people um, that Forbes says makes the world run, right? They make the world turn. And these are the people who have power over other people, right? And they have the control of the majority of the world's wealth. So this is kind of an interesting list. Um, their power extends into all different kinds of spheres. And they not only have power, but they actually use it, right? Right? And this list is mostly filled with politicians and world leaders, right? That's kind of obvious. But then there's also people like Bill Gates and the Pope that make it on the list. I don't know. It's kind of fun. And not many of us, though, really expect to make that list, right? Like how many of us are sitting around going, I think this year I might actually be in the running for Forbes' most influential people. I might do it, right? We're, we're probably not doing that. And I don't know. We're probably not even losing any sleep over the fact that we're not making the list, right? That's not a, a huge goal for most of us. Um, but w what we might have, well, we might not necessarily want the, the power to be on that list, right? We, we don't necessarily want the power to run empires and huge businesses and corporations. But what we generally want is we want the power to get through a long workday, right? We want the power to navigate a really difficult relationship, or maybe we're looking for the power to get through the holidays because it can be tough. Anybody else want power for those things? Just me? Okay, you guys do. <laughs> and I wonder, you know, is there a list that can help with that? Is there a list that helps me get through those things? 
Well, 700 years ago, or 700 years before Jesus was born, I should say, um, the prophet Isaiah made this list. And he made a list of names to describe the Savior that would come. And it's found in Isaiah 9, 6. And it says, For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders. And he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. In his list, Isaiah gives four descriptive names for Jesus, right? And they tell us who Jesus is and also who he wants to be in our lives. So today we're going to look at the second of those four names, and we're going to talk about um, Mighty God. Jesus is Mighty God. It speaks to both his power and also who he is to us. What does it mean that Jesus is mighty God. What does that even mean, right? Like we can say mighty God and it just feels kind of, ah, it's, it's what we say, right? It's common. But what does it mean? Um, another way that the phrase mighty God could have been translated is mighty, or is God is a mighty warrior. So the name implies military strength, right? A warrior. Um, it's the might that a general might possess the power of a powerful army, right? He's not just like the low guy in the military. It's a mighty warrior. And then his title speaks um, to Jesus's power, but also his identity, who he is, um, the belief that Jesus is God. He's mighty and he's God, right? It's not something, um, the belief that Jesus is God is not something that people just made up over time. Sometimes people will say that, right? Like Jesus was this normal guy. He's just influential. Um, you know, but, but over time we decided that he was a God, but this is saying 700 years before he was born, mighty God, Jesus is God. Jesus himself claimed to be God. Um, and people were ready to kill him publicly when he said it. it people didn't take that very lightly, right? You don't just get to walk around and claim that you're God and not have some kind of repercussion. Um, in John 10, 30, he said, I and the Father are one. He's saying, I am God. Jesus accepted worship as God. In John 20, 28, Thomas said, my Lord and my God. And then Jesus praised him for that. He accepted that worship. He said, yes, I am my Lord, your God. And Jesus being God was a stumbling block even in his day, right? Just like it's a stumbling block today, right? A lot of people struggle with Jesus's identity um, and his claim of divinity. Some people are much more comfortable describing him as a helpful teacher, a good teacher, an honorable man. C.S. Lewis said, a man who was merely a man and said the sort of things Jesus said would not be a great moral teacher. He would either be a lunatic on the level with the man who says he is a poached egg, or else he would be the devil of hell. You must make the choice. Either this man was and is the son of God, or else a madman or something worse. You can shut him up for a fool. You can spit at him and kill him as a demon, or you can fall at his feet and call him Lord and God but let us not come with any patronizing nonsense about his being a great human teacher. He has not left that open to us. He did not intend to. Because everything hinges on what we believe about Jesus. Everybody has to choose. 
Jesus wasn't just born a baby at Christmas, right? He, he is the eternal God who came into the world. The baby lying in the manger isn't just a cute newborn. He's Emmanuel, God with us. He is mighty God. Now, we wouldn't normally think about a baby having a bunch of power, right? <laughs> They're just babies. I mean, they cry a bunch and then make us feed them and take care of them a little bit. <laughs> so they do have the power to gain it, get our attention. Don't get me wrong. Um, but that's kind of the extent of a baby's power. We don't describe them as mighty. They depend on big people for, <laughs> for everything, for their, for their survival. So they're actually pretty powerless. But in Jesus' case, his power was revealed even while he was still a baby. Before he could even talk, his power was revealed. The po- his power stirred the skies and had a star point at him. His power drew shepherds from nearby fields to come to try to get a glimpse of him. His power was even threat, a threat to the king. King Herod tried to kill Jesus before he was even able to talk. I mean, that's some intense power. As an adult, his power was revealed through his miracles. He made water into wine. He healed diseases. He raised people from the dead. And the ultimate revelation of Jesus' power was through his death and resurrection. And the, the religious um, and political leaders condemned him, sent him to a cross to die. But don't think that that wasn't his choice, right? That's not something that just happened to him. He laid down his life. That was his free will. He, he chose to do that for us. And by his power, he took it back up and raised from the dead. Through his resurrection, he demonstrated this power, right? This power over death, this power over life. And here's the really, really great part. Jesus' power is available to us. That same power is available to me, and that same power is available to you. Um, Paul in Ephesians 1 shared this hope. This is uh, Ephesians 1, 18 through 21. He said, I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in his holy people and his incomparable great power for us who believe. That power is the same as the mighty strength he exerted when he raised Christ from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly realms, far above all rule and authority, power and dominion, and every name that is invoked, not only in the present age, but also in the one to come. So as Jesus followers, we have this incomparably great power. It's available to us. It's not just this little bit of power. It's not like the Sarah size of Jesus's power, right? It's not just the Forbes list kind of power. It's the same incomparable power that raised Jesus from the dead. And it's available to you and it's available to me. We have access to God's power, his mighty power. We don't have to go looking for it. We don't have to earn it, right? We don't have to deserve it. We don't have to muster up enough strength. We don't have to be good enough. If you're a Jesus follower, you already have it. And Paul says when we realize that, when our eyes are opened to this reality, then we will know hope. That gives us hope. Because mighty God gives us the power to press on, right? 
there are seasons in life, there's times that and things, different, difficult things that we can go through where you just are hoping and praying for the power to make it through. You're not even praying for it to get better at that point, right? Just let me get through this. Let me see the other side of the situation. And maybe you're in one of those seasons right now. Maybe you're just asking to make help, you know, asking God, help me to make it through this week. Help me to make it through this month. Help me to make it past Christmas. Help me to make it to New Year's. Help me to make it to the end of 2020. Right? <laughs> you aren't, maybe you're feeling tired. Maybe you're feeling anxious. Who doesn't feel anxiety, right? Especially in the Christmas season. There's so much to be anxious about. Maybe you aren't feeling like you're strong enough. So if that's you today, I just want you to know that that same power that raised Jesus from the dead is available to you, right? His power can get you through this difficult season, even if your season's going to last till the end of 2020. He can help you through that. I suggest um, praying uh, Colossians 1.11. Um, in there, Paul said, that you would be strengthened with all power according to his glorious might so that you may have great endurance and patience. Right? It says strengthened with all power according to his glorious might. And that word that's um, translated according to, um, it's, it's similar to a word we use for going downstream. Right? So um, according to the river's current. And the river's current is a good picture for God, right? For the power of God. Because like when you're swimming and you get caught up in the current, you're trying to go against the current, that's more difficult than if you swim with the current, right? So you're gonna, you, you want God's power to help you. Of course you have to do something. If you just stay there, you will fall on the floor, right? If you're swimming and you don't swim, you don't make some motion, you will drown. But if you go with the current, right? If you go with God's power, that helps, it, it does. If you've ever been whitewater rafting, you know that the guide will tell you if you fall out, um, don't try to swim against the current, right? Don't try to catch back up to us. Either fall behind and try to try to reach another raft, go to the side, go with the current until we get back to you. Wait for us. It's just too hard to swim upstream. So when you fall out of the boat, when you're having a difficult time, the best thing you can do is relax and let the power of the current carry you downstream to a place of safety. Our mighty God does that, right? Mighty God carries us past the current, or with the current, right? We go with the current, and he helps us get through that time to a place of safety. Whether it's just a season, whether it's just Christmas, it's time to stop trying to swim upstream, try to stop trying to fight against whatever you're facing. It's time to let go. It's time to allow the presence of Jesus, right, to carry you forward, to carry you. Mighty God wants to give you the power to press on. He doesn't expect us to do it on our own. God has a purpose for our lives. He has a, a purpose for your life. He has a purpose for my life. I think he has a purpose for Stephen's life, but I'm not sure on that one. <laughs> he has a, a life for, your purpose, your, for you guys together as a church, right? for your lives together. He even has a purpose for your church and my church and all of the other churches together, right? He, it's, it's not like separate purposes all the time. Sometimes we're called to be together as the kingdom, right? As his, his, his people and work together. He has a plan. He puts dreams 
in our hearts. Have you ever had God place a dream in your heart? It can be scary sometimes, right? But he places dreams in our hearts that are part of his plan, right? His larger plan. He has plans to help us grow spiritually, right? And we do this when we learn about God, when we read our Bible, when we're praying, right? That's how we grow spiritually. And he places dreams in our heart that include his larger plan that have us gather together, like we're doing here today. Um, and we also do this if you're in a small group. That's part of a Bible study. Those, those are uh, other ways to, gr- to gather together. And, you know, one of my favorite ways to gather together is over coffee. So, you know, anytime I'm here, let me know. I'll uh, meet you for coffee. <laughs> Um, and sometimes God is really funny and he lets you do like extra fun things when you gather together. Like, um, one time I asked someone, um, Hey, do you want to get together and do a Bible study? And, you know, she, she had, had wandered really far from God and was really, um, anxious about him and didn't really know how to feel. And I said, well, let's just do a Bible study together. And she said, you know what? I like sushi. If you do Bible study over sushi, I'll do it. And I was like, I have an excuse to have sushi once a week. Heck yeah. <laughs> Thanks, God. <laughs> right? So we don't have to think about this as a chore. God is good, right? He, he makes excuses for us to have sushi. Go with that. <laughs> and he also puts dreams in our hearts that give us, um, that are part of his longer plan to give back, right? We do this when we're reaching our community. We're giving back to our community. He, he helps us to reach our neighbors, our friends, our family, people around us, right? Our community. When we're volunteering, but also when we're willing to give to fund an opportunity or to fill a need. You guys are doing this fundraiser right now, right? What was it called? The fundraiser? <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> $10,000 is a huge goal. Like, yikes. But you guys are on your way. That is part of God's bigger plan. He, he put that on somebody's heart. Probably Stevens. I don't know. It sounds like something he would do. <laughs> like, let's ask her this crazy amount of money. See what God can do, <laughs> right? <laughs> but, but God, God placed that dream in the hearts, in His heart. But also, obviously, all of your hearts as well, because you're you're doing that, right? If you're anything like me, when God places a dream on your heart, sometimes it feels extra big, and that's, it can be a little scary right? Sometimes God expects us to do things, asks us to, he places this dream and says, hey, you could do that. And you're like, no, no way. I can't do that, right? All my insecurities pop up. I start pointing out to God why I can't and how he picked the wrong person. Yeah, anybody else do that? Yay. I was worried it was just me. (laughs) I mean, I want him to remember who I am (laughs) before he asks me to do that crazy thing, right? But the truth is, when our dreams align with God's dreams, with his plans, I mean, there is no challenge. There is no barrier that he can't overcome. There's no inadequacy that we have that he can't overcome with his power, with the power of mighty God. Paul wrote in Ephesians 3.20-21, through 21, Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. Our mighty God is able to accomplish way more, way more than what we can even think to ask about or imagine, right? He wants to accomplish things through us and with us that are just going to blow us away, right? Like things we can't imagine. 
And I don't know about you, but I want to walk around in amazement. I want to walk around and be like, look at what God did over there. That was, I couldn't have even thought to ask him for that. I love when I get to do that, right? And I love when I get to stand back and be like, I got to be a part of this big thing over here that God did. Like, I didn't do it. I know it was God, but I got to see it up close. And I want to be able to see, I saw Brianna there and she did an awesome job. Brianna played a huge part in what just happened right? He wants to do that. He wants to use us as part and let us witness and and just really partake in what he's doing. Don't you want to see that too? Right? This is exciting stuff. Mighty God, mighty God, warrior God wants to partner with us. Crazy, right? So why do we sometimes not see more power in our lives? Why, what are we missing, right? Why don't we experience it more than what we do? I think sometimes we're chasing the wrong kind of power, right? Nobody imagined that the Messiah would be a baby, right? No one expected him to be born in a stable and to be hanging out in the feeding trough with the animals. Yuck. No one thought he would be homeless, that he would stoop down and wash people's feet like a slave. Nobody thought that he would die on a cross. They thought that he was going to come with this military might, that he was going to overthrow the current oppressive government. They thought that he was going to be this conquering king here on earth. We tend to look for power in the wrong places. We expect to find it in corner offices, and we expect to find it at the bank. We expect to find it in important titles and in and, and, and expensive shoes. There, I said it. Woo. <laughs> we expect to find it in our abilities, right? And in our thoughts and plans, in our efforts of, to take control of situations. And there is power in those things, right? We can't deny that there's power in those things. But any power found in those systems is all temporary, right? It won't last. It ends here. It stops here. But in the end, everything on heaven, in heaven and earth will bow to the Lord of Lords, will bow to the King of Kings, to Jesus, to mighty God. So during this Christmas season, let's not miss mighty God, the truly powerful one. He's here with us today, and he wants to do a mighty work with his mighty power. He wants to do it in you and me and through all of us. So where do you need God's power? Maybe you find yourself, again, in this difficult season, right? And you need mighty God to help you get through. Maybe you need to get through this difficult relationship or a challenging job situation, or maybe you're battling addiction, Maybe you need his power to help you take the next step in your relationship with him. Maybe you need his power to help you chase that dream he's placed in your heart. Start living his purpose for your life. I challenge you guys to just take out a piece of paper or make a note on your phone, write it on your hand with those cool green pens you got there. <laughs> but write, write down, Jesus, I need your power too. And then fill in the blank. Jesus, I need your power too. 
and fill it in with, with your need. Tell him what you need. Because you guys, he hears you. He hears you. He is Emmanuel, God with us, right? So he's here with us. So he hears us. He is near. 2,000 years ago, our mighty God was born into the world on Christmas, on that first Christmas. Nothing has ever been the same. It's, it changed everything. Mighty God is the one who is all-powerful, and he empowers us to live a life of courage and of hope. So as I'm wrapping it up here, because I know I'm talking way too long, because Stephen took up all the time in the beginning. So <laughs> as I'm wrapping it up, um, I just want to want to read one more thing to you. It's Ephesians 3, 20 through 21. And it was Paul's prayer, right? He says, now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all, we ask or imagine according to his power that is at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen. So Paul is saying, you know what? Mighty God has the power to do this. Mighty God. But he does it through us for his glory, forever and ever. Amen.